Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I just want to give you guys a quick update on what happened last night. Because I told you that one night soon, I was going to go out in the desert back to the space-time anomaly site. But this time, I was going to bring along Sean Kevin Jason. And he is the man who had a major close encounter that it turns out was at that exact same spot back in 1996. And uh, so I was you know, really eager to return to that location with him and uh, to talk about his experience and take some more measurements. And uh, this has turned out to be a really interesting week. Um, I guess it's just a popular time for a lot of people to come and vacation in Las Vegas. Of course, you know, my friend C. Eric Scott just left. And now this past week, um, my brother-in-law, Charles Munson, and his wife, Shelly, have been here on vacation. And, um, and then also this week, turns out, Randy Cole came here on vacation. And I tell you what, Randy Cole has been um, a listener listener of my radio shows and podcasts for years. And uh, we've corresponded a million times, but I never had the pleasure of meeting him in person. Uh, Randy uh, has uh, such a story himself. I mean, I interviewed him at least a couple of times on Speaking of Strange. He's a former police officer, and among the many strange things that have happened to Randy... He had an experience on patrol when he and another officer saw what we came to eventually call a fire monkey. And what I'm talking about is some kind of uh, simian-looking figure inside of a glowing ball of plasma-type light moving around a building. That's a whole other story for a whole other day. But if you've heard myself, especially uh, myself or Micah Hanks and maybe Caleb Hanks and people like that, um, talk about the fire monkey. Yes, it's a funny thing and we do have fun with it, but we also take it seriously because this is one of the rarer reports of a, I don't know if it's a cryptid or an alien or what you would call this thing, interdimensional being, you know, whatever, whatever you think. But anyway... Randy is in town, and I thought to myself, man, how about I put together this sort of serendipitous little dream team here where I go out into the desert, and uh, Charles gets to come because Charles, uh, he loves this stuff. He loves the paranormal, but he basically never gets to go out and investigate anything. And so uh, Charles will get to come along. Randy will be there lending his expertise and his ability to perhaps even attract the paranormal we'll have sean there uh and and of course it, it just it was a perfect scenario so basically what happened was lauren and i met up with randy and charles and sean and right off the bat you know uh we hit it off started having great conversations and the first thing that we wanted to do was take some measurements at a domino's pizza in North Vegas, and that is where, back in 1996, Sean was working when he felt compelled, for some reason, to go out into the desert and just drive in the middle of the night to Area 51 and back. So he thought that would be an interesting place for us to take a measurement. When we met him there, 
one thing that Sean did that surprised us is he reached into his car and he pulled out this just fantastic model of the UFO that he had seen hovering over him that night in 1996 and what we're talking about here is um, one of these black triangular type craft I've talked about this in previous podcasts Um, and so uh, he knew a guy who was a toy maker and took advantage of it and had this fella create this beautiful model of, of the craft and so we thought it'd be really cool to sort of bring that out to the site with us you know so the first thing we did was we stretched out the dt meter and we started taking gravity or or time uh, readings there around the domino's pizza right when we did that it started to rain so we had to rush a little bit and that unfortunately became the um the the pattern for the rest of the night because uh, I, I wasn't able to get any type of an anomalous reading there at domino's but i i want to go back and repeat this when the weather is cooperating a little bit more but get a load of this so what what happened next was um so lauren and i got into our suv with uh randy and charles but it was going to be a bit too tight to squeeze sean and in there as well and have three dudes in the back so sean decided to just follow us in his car so what we had to do was drive north about 30 minutes where we were going to meet up at a truck stop and so we were going to regroup at this truck stop one last time get some uh, water and stuff like that maybe some snacks and then drive about another 10 minutes to get out to the spot in the desert and so as we left Domino's to drive the 30 minutes north to the truck stop I'm telling you, all hell broke loose as if the entire harp project had been directed right into our paths. I mean, lightning and thunder like you've never seen. Wind blowing so hard that Lauren was wanting to pull the car over. And... And we were all thinking, like, is there going to be a tornado or something? There was so much dust and debris blowing that we could hardly even see the road in front of us a number of times. Rain started pounding down. There's all this debris and pebbles hitting the car, flying from the desert, from these winds and dust devils. And, I mean, it was just, it literally was like going through the gates of hell. And it became very clear to us before we even got to the truck stop that um, we might not even make it to the truck stop. Like we were just going to have to call it because there's no way we're going to get out in the middle of all this crazy shit and uncoil a 100 foot cable, you know, on the on the ground of the desert. That would be almost suicidal, right? Right? You'd think. But anyway, so we got to the truck stop we made it there and it was it was a relief for us to get into the truck stop so we went in we were like okay let's just chill out here at the truck stop and see if this stuff moves out of here because we we were keeping an eye on the weather radar so at the truck stop you know uh, it was obviously they've got nice amenities there there was a subway sandwich shop so we all just sat down had some subway sandwiches and uh and and chatted and had some good conversations and we gave it about like 45 minutes and then we went back outside and at that point it looked like that it had calmed down quite a bit but um so here's what i said i was like well look we've come this far we're this close to the site 
where all this happened, you know, where I got the time anomaly, where Sean saw the UFO, where Steve Barone has filmed all these UFOs. We're all together. Let's just at least drive out there. We don't even have to get out of the car, but let's just go out there and see if we see anything. Because, uh, you know, I had all kinds of cameras and stuff. So we drove out into the desert that extra 10 minutes and we pulled over and when we got and we did we got out of our cars because at that point there was still some impressive lightning flashing off in the distance but um it was it was nothing you know like it was and so at this point uh, charles who had actually been in charge charles in charge of uncoiling the cable earlier at Domino's, he comes up and he goes, hey, if you want to take another reading, you know, I'm up for it. And I'm like, really? Because, I mean, you could die out there. You know the story of Benjamin Franklin and the kite, you know? And, uh, but Charles is like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm willing to do it. And Randy said, yeah, I'll help him. So it's like, okay, let's do it. So uh, we rolled this coil out really fast and... I started taking measurements, and there was all this lightning, you know, flashing, and it was starting to get closer and closer, and it was starting to build up again, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's call this, get it in, and they could not have gotten it in sooner, I mean, they were, they rolled it back right when all hell broke loose again, um, so again, I got a rushed reading, but I didn't get anything uh, anomalous, now one cool thing I was able to do, however, was while we were kind of getting there and figuring out what to do, I did ask Sean to pull out that model of the UFO and to talk really quick on camera about, you know, what he saw that night using this UFO as a model. And I videotaped this. And so I'm going to be taking that video footage and cutting it together into just a little short presentation uh, for you to to see. And uh, I haven't had a chance to to work on that, but that's what I plan to do this weekend. So I'll let you know when that's ready. I think that's a really amazing thing to have. But um, so then the storm just really kicked back in 100% and we just got the hell out of there. So afterward, you know, we we still ended up going to a restaurant and hanging out till late at night and and having great conversations. But so we weren't able to get the kind of data that we wanted. The data that I was able to get didn't show anything anomalous. Um, so we will consider this attempt number one. Uh, we're definitely going to go back and, and do this again. But here's one thing I can tell you that's really valuable. You know, anytime you take a measurement and you get some data, it's um, it's important. I mean, there's no such thing as useless data. All data is important. And I can now say that I have had the DT meter out in the desert at night fully uncoiled with all hell breaking loose with gigantic lightning bolts striking all around and it made zero impact on the performance of the DT meter. So I've now used this DT meter on numerous occasions in temperatures that are up to 110 degrees Fahrenheit. I've used it uh, day and night, I've used it with the most horrific thunder and lightning storm around that you can possibly imagine, and this thing is stable and solid as a rock. That stuff has never affected it. So that reinforces even more to me that that day, something really special and uh, inexplicable happened when I got that one reading. So that is 
one of the most important things that came from our investigation last night. But altogether, we just had a blast. We had just a wonderful experience. It was a great group of people. So happy it worked out for us. It was a dramatic experience we'll never forget. And uh, and it was a good first attempt to go out there and, and see what happened at that site with, with Sean. So uh, anyway, like I say, I'll be posting uh, the video soon. I'll let you know when that's ready. But um, for now, I, I guess i got to run here. I've got a bunch of stuff I have to get done tonight. Hey, I hope that you, you have a great weekend, and uh, maybe I'll have that video ready for you tomorrow or the next day. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And remember, this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. And you can subscribe and find a lot of other cool stuff if you go and look at my website, joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com. Thank you for staying curious. I'll talk to you again soon.